Amen? Amen. Well, we look in your bulletins. We're on a series called We Are. And uh, last week we uh, began uh, talking about just our vision here. Um, a couple weeks ago, our vision, who we are, we're here to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ. Amen? It's not about just you filling a seat here at Cornerstone. We want more than that. We want to see disciples made and disciples actually sent out. And so last week we talked about, um, about the first part of how we make disciples, how we make fully devoted followers of Christ. And the first step is to get them to believe in Jesus. And uh, it's not only maybe for people who've never done that before, that you give your life to Christ, you do it for the very first time, you say, God, I believe in you, I believe in what Jesus did at the cross, and uh, I make him the Lord of my life. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. That's the first step, but that's the, uh, that's the first decision, the first step of that. And for all of us who might, might have believed in Jesus, we know Jesus, we know about Him, might have come to Cornerstone, well, it's still a heart of believing in His name, believing in His Word, having faith in that every single day. It's nothing to just stop with you just making that decision. You and I have to believe in Jesus and who He is and what He has for our lives every single day. And uh, last week... We ask you to fill out um, a whosoever form. That means that you fill out three people that you are believing God to come to know the Lord. And you fill out a lot of these. If you didn't fill out one last week, there's some in the foyer. You can uh, grab some and uh, basically tear off the top part and the bottom part you give to us so we can be praying over it. So the staff and the elders, we've been praying over these. And uh, we want to pray over these right now, right? Amen? Because I'm believing for all these hundreds, hundreds of people to come to know the Lord. How many guys will believe that with me? Amen? And so lift your hands towards this basket here, and let's just lay hands on it, and let's just pray for it. Father, we thank you for all these men and women of God, that are going to be men and women of God that are going to know you. And Father, I just thank you that you give us opportunities to reach out to these to have divine appointments, Lord. That, Father God, you are sending even ministers their way to minister to them. Your Holy Spirit is already touching their heart right now. And that, God, those who we wrote down, that you're going to give us wisdom on how to minister your word to them, minister your life to them, minister your love to them. And we thank you, Father God, that every single one of these three are going to be saved. They're going to know you and become fully devoted followers of Christ in Jesus' name, everybody say amen. 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 I'm excited about that, aren't you? I mean, I'm excited to see people come to the Lord. People change. People start giving their lives. And listen, if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to see it happen. Just keep on praying, keep on believing, keep on being led by the Spirit of God. So last week, this is how we do it. This is how we begin that. We give people opportunities to believe in Jesus. And that us as believers, that we continue that. But it goes on. It's not only about believing in Jesus. There is more to becoming a disciple. There is more to becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. So the second step is, is really becoming a family. And that when you become a Christian, when you become a believer, you become part of the family of God. And this is the most, one of the most important steps in this track in becoming a, a fully devoted follower of Christ. In fact, you cannot skip this. Just as much as that you cannot skip the first one, you cannot skip the second one. You must understand what it means to be part of a family. Because you, you and I need each other, and we need to receive that part. Now turn to Acts chapter 2, 
verse 42. Look, what, well, look what's going on here in Acts. Now, it just happened that thousands just got saved. Thousands received the Lord as their Lord and Savior, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And look what happens here. It says, they devoted themselves. I want you to underline, they devoted themselves. It's such an important thing that there are some things that were lined out for these early believers that they had to devote themselves. They weren't forced to do it. They weren't made to do it. They had to devote themselves. Now, that's for you and I. You got to understand this, that you have to make the choice to become part of the family. Okay? You have to make the choice to become part of a family that provides to each other. And so it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, not, not only to hearing it, but doing it, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to the number daily all that were being saved. So in the path of becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ, this is an important step. It's about becoming part of a family and receiving all the benefits that are available to us in this family. Now, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says this, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So the writer of Hebrews saying, listen, here's what we're supposed to do as believers. We're supposed to stir up love and each other up to love and to good works and not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, but exhorting one another so much as you see the day coming. This is about you and I being together. And one of the things that we look at, and we look at where Jesus was in in Matthew chapter 9, at the end of the chapter, here Jesus was going around healing the sick, you know, raising the dead, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and he looks over the crowd. You know, in America, the crowd is the big thing. Just like in, in the days of Rome, the crowd was everything. If you had a crowd, then everything must be good. Everything must be great. Everything must be going on. But Jesus looked at the crowd and says what? That they were hurting. That they were scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And he says, then pray to the Lord of the harvest. That he will send laborers out into the harvest field. And then go in chapter 10 verse 1. He looks over to his disciples and he sends them out to go. To pastors these people. See... We all are going to have a crowd. Crowd is one thing. Family is another. Being a part of a family is so important. Being in community is so important. See, when we believe in Jesus, we are placed in a family. We are meant to be unified. We're meant to love each other, to love God and love each other. And we're meant to be together. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And what's happened here in the, really in Amer- the American church, we're all about the crowd. In fact, really, 
you're, we're all about the Sunday mornings. But as I told you many times, if you only come here on Sunday mornings, you are missing 90% of all the ministry that goes on here. Because it's not just about the crowd. The crowd has a part. It's a part. It's an important part. But it's more than that. See, we have a thing where we're isolated in America. We come in, we drive into our, in our driveways, open up the garage door, drive in, and we shut it, and we don't let anybody into our lives. In fact, a lot of times, even in the church, we're like that. We come here to church, and, and we walk down, we get our coffee, we have a conversation, we go through the hallways, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And you're not doing great at all, you just lied in church. Your life really sucks right now. No, I'm doing God great. Bless God. You liar. But that's how we are. I mean, I, we all have done that, right? And we're, we're in America, we're, we're, we're isolated. I mean, you may, you may hang out with some people. You may even call them friends, but it doesn't go any deeper than fun. There's no real purpose to it, Right? You know what? You can, will not become a fully devoted follower of Christ on your own. There is no possible way. You can go in your prayer room and you can pray all day, all night. And you can read the Bible and study the Bible all you want. But the only thing that's going to come out of it, you're going to become flaky and weird. <laughs> Amen? Because you not only need God, but God has put into you the need of others. It is not man, good for man to be alone. He had God. Do a study on that one. God provided everything he needed. But God looked at Adam and says, it's not good. That's the only time he said it wasn't good. We need each other. We need real love. We need real support. We need real encouragement. Not, and for the new believer who, who comes in, you know, when they start to believe in Jesus here, we want to get them connected as soon as possible. Because they need community. For you might have came here to Cornerstone, and you might have gone to another church before you're a believer, but we want you, you need to be connected. Our most, the most important things we do is connecting people to people. Connecting them to God and connecting them to people. Community is so important. And, but believing in Jesus, yeah, that's a start. But becoming part of a family. Belonging. You know, you don't just go to a church. You belong to a family. I, I couldn't do it without my church family. I, I love my relationships that I have. I love, I love being sharpened by other people. I need other people. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm one that likes my alone time, right? Don't bother me, especially in the morning. I want my coffee, and I want my silence, you know? But I have to get out of that. I can't have that all day. I, I love people. I actually, you can ask my wife, I go into Walmart hoping I find someone I know. I'm looking for them. 
I'm going around. I got my scooter. I don't, I like my scooter. Don't look at me like that. You know, you guys who can walk well, you look at those scooters. You go by, man, I want to get one of those. You know you do, don't you? And if, and, if, and if people wouldn't look down on you because you see you walk in, you would get on it and go around it. There were some kids in Walmart the other day, and they were, they were riding around. They got on. I knew they, they could walk pretty well. I mean, easy. And they got on it, and they were riding around. You should just saw the biggest smile on their faces riding around that. And this lady comes running after them. You know, get off that. You don't need that. Get off that. So let them have fun. I'm going to go race them. Because mine will go a lot faster than theirs, that's for sure. Man, where was I going with that? Oh, Walmart. Um, I love to find people in Walmart. I do. I just love it. If you're in Walmart, I'll find you. <laughs> it's, it is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Because, you know, you know, you can see what you bought. So when I'm coming up to people, oh, here comes Pastor Sean to sign everything. <laughs> what you got there, huh? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. Anyway, community is very important. Relationships are so important in church. And it's not the... How you doing? It's okay. Just a real small talk. It's real deep relationship that God has called us to. If you see in the New Testament, the early church grew. Not just numerically. They did grow numerically because they grew numerically because they grew spiritually. They grew in maturity quickly. They did that because of each other. Because they were persecuted. Listen, this is one thing persecution does. It brings people together. Actually, this is what, you know, bad things happen. You know, like in the hurricane in Houston, it brings people together. I don't know if always bad things are bad things. Sometimes they're good things. We just call them bad things, but they're actually good. We need community. And so as a believer, God wants us, number one, He wants us to be present. He wants you to show up. A good friend of ours, Jimmy Bratcher, has a message, the gift of showing up. Show up. Hebrews 10 says that. It says, show up. So let us think of ways to motivate one another, acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect meeting together. So he said, show up. Be present. Be present at, at not only at any time you can. I remember when, when my whole family got saved in 1983. Um, we looked for places to go. And back then, um, Sunday was it. You had Sunday and you had Sunday school. And Sunday night services and Wednesday night services. You didn't have small groups or anything like that. And so we were just so hungry as a family that um, we would go, uh, we heard about a Bible study at someone's house. We'd go knock on the door. We didn't know them. And we just knock on the door. Hey, you having a Bible study? Yeah, come on in. And they'd invite us in. We'd go to this people's house. We didn't know. I mean, it may be a little more scary now that you do that. But, but we'd just do that. 
And because we are hungry for community, we are hungry for the Word of God, we are hungry for things. Be present. When things are going on, be present. Find a small group. Next week, we are going to have outside there, there'll be some tents and um, some people out there, some our small group leaders. If you're not in a small group, get out there. I'm sure they'll have candy and something else to draw you in, but get in there and talk with them. Get connected. It's so important to be present in small groups, being present when we do outreaches, being present when we do mission trips, being present when anything's going on. Just come and do something because you need relationship. And the only way you're going to have relationship is to show up, right? To be present at those things. The second thing God wants to do as a believer is to, for community is get open. Not only do we, we don't want you just to fill a seat and to come. We want, you, we want lives to be changed. In order for lives to be changed, you've got to be open. You've got to be open. You've got to be willing to say, man, I need help. I'm screwed up. I need, I need something. I need encouragement. I need wisdom. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. See, in community, as we show up and we, can be, we need to be open and, and we have a safe place here for you to be open. Because real community is not just about being present. It's about opening up your lives so you can be changed. And in order to be a fully devoted follower of Christ, You've got to live in community. And here's what real community, real family brings when you start coming and you're being present and you open it up in real community. Number one, real community gives support. God uh, uh, compared it to a building because the church is a place of support. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21, it says, In Him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. You know, as, as a believer, I need support. And a lot of times, if everything's going well, you don't think you need support because the only time you need support when things don't go well. But if you're in community, it doesn't matter because when things don't go well, you have people around you who are going to encourage you, who are going to pray for you, who are going to help you. But if you just fill a seat on Sunday morning, it's hard to get that. If you're not showing up and being present, but also opening up your life to that. And a lot of times people are scared about that. I don't don't want people to know I'm, I'm screwed up. Don't worry. They'll tell you they're screwed up too. We have a church full of screw ups. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's you. It's okay. It's so important that we live in a community, we have a family that we can help each other, that finds support. You know, one of the things, this is what we do, um, someone believes in Jesus, someone comes to our church and starts believing in, you know, believing in His name and becoming, wanting to become part of our church. Our whole goal is to get people connected quickly. That's our whole goal. That's why we have what we call our growth track. In fact, Growth Track just went on in first service. And it's going on all this month. We want to get people connected really quickly. So we want them to be, go to our Growth Track so they can start serving. 
so they can start being a part of a small group, so they can be a part of a ministry group. We want to get them connected. We, we, don't, we don't ask for anything. As long as they just start believing in Jesus, we want to get, get them connected here. Why, why do you want to do that? Because we want them to be part of a family so they can have support. You know, one of the things that we used to do in, when I was a, a youth pastor, we would call this part of this consolidation. And the word consolidate really is a military term. Is where they would, would back off and they would surround a, a uh, hill that they might have taken. A place, a piece of property that they might have taken as an army. And they were consolidated. They would set up um, um, their um, uh, stations where they would, would uh, protect what they just, t- they just took from the enemy. The land that they just took. So they would protect it from a counterattack. See, when we connect people to us as a body of Christ, when people are getting saved or just coming into our church, we protect them from the enemy, from a counterattack that's saying, no, you didn't give your life to Christ. Or no, you don't need to go back to church. We want to surround them with people that love people. We want to surround them with people that know their names. It's so important to us. So our growth track, and if you've never done our growth track, I encourage you to do it. So you can know what's going on here at Cornerstone. You can start next, sun, next Sunday on first service. But we want to see people protected. We want to see people love and grow and have that support emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And it's so important. Romans 1, 11 through 2 says, I, I, I long to see you. This is Paul. So that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may mutually encourage, be encouraged by each other's faith. You know, this is what tells me is that you can't do this alone. In fact, you can't receive real encouragement from TV. From being isolated from the body. Yeah, you can, you can listen to other people online, and that's good. But listen, you're not going to be really discipled unless you're face-to-face. You're not going to have that support unless you have face-to-face relationship with the body of Christ here locally. Amen? So real community provides support. Number two, real community helps you grow. The church is a place to grow. And, and God compared it to the body in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up, itself, itself up in love, says each part does its work. So here, the Bible says really, we can't grow alone. And this is why we provide small groups and, and Bible college and school of leaders that's going to start in October and, and, and ways for people to grow and be discipled. I need somebody to walk alongside me. To help me with my walk with the Lord. To help keep me accountable. To correct me when I'm wrong. I need that. You need that. If I'm going to grow as a believer, as a Christian, I'm going to have to have somebody who's above me in that growth, to lead me there. You need that. And there's a spiritual pride that's gone on in America that says, I can do it on my own. And that is wrong. You can't. 
You cannot grow yourself. You have a responsibility to help that growth, but you can't do it alone. We need each other. We need community. So believing in Jesus is a start, but becoming part of the family is the next step. In any person's life, no matter how long you've been a Christian, you need to become part of a family. And number three, real community provides protection. The church is a safe place. You know, there's strength in numbers, definitely. John 10, 11 says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When you're being, getting beat up or you're being tested, someone needs to go back for you. There's power in numbers. When the enemy's coming in, then the church rises up greater. You know, when I, when I was going through my, my stuff with my uh, physical health, no one had answers, even including the doctors. But I found comfort when people were praying for me. When my small group was around me, helping me, praying for me, helping my, my family, helping my wife, helping my kids. And one of the uh, functions of the body of Christ, the church, is to provide covering and provide protection. And if somebody comes against one of our members, I'm going to go bat to bat for you. We're going we're to surround you and we're going to protect you. John 15, 12 says, My commandment is this, Love each other as I have loved you. Greater than love has no man than this. And he laid down his life for his friends. And that's what, the, well, that's what family does. You know, my, part of my family is from the hills of Kentucky. Listen, you don't mess with family in the hills of Kentucky. You can start a war. No, literally, you can start a war. I mean, people... Back, back in the hills of Kentucky, I mean, they are still feuding from something that happened, you know, a hundred years ago. You go back into those hollers, I don't, I don't, I don't I pro- you shouldn't go back in those hollers, but if you did, wear a bulletproof vest. They don't know who you are. Because, man, they're, they're still fighting back there. Well, the church, man, should be like that. Don't you mess with any of my brothers and sisters. And especially the devil. Don't you mess with my... I'm going to come after you. Amen? Because when when you're weak in in your faith, and you're hurting, you've been attacked, and you need somebody to link arms with you to fight for you. Man, I need people fighting for me. And it only happens in community. There's protection in community. And number four, real community... Shows me love. We're a family. Church is a place to have a family. True love. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. A family should be a place where you love unconditionally. That means we tolerate even the things we don't like. You know, there's some things I may not like about you. There's things you don't like about me, but we tolerate it because we're family, right? We don't kick you out because you're a little weird little screwed up. No, we don't do those things. We don't condemn or judge people. Because we're family. Family doesn't do that. Right? We don't do those things. 
In order for me to be a fully devoted follower of Christ, I have to come into a place and know that I'm loved unconditionally. And if I mess up, there's going to be people around me to help pray and to help me up again. So if you're perfect in here, this is not the church for you. You're not perfect anyway. So if you have a few hang-ups, if you have a few screws loose, which a lot of you do, if you have a few bad habits, some shady stuff from your past, maybe trying to get rid of places that aren't together, this is the place for you, the body of Christ. This is a place for people who have blown it, who want change, who want to grow, who want to make a difference, who admit they don't have it all together, but want to move forward. Say, Sean, do you you tolerate sin? No, we don't tolerate sin as if it was in rebellion. If you say, I'm going to sin, I'm going to keep on sinning, I'm going to rebel, I don't care. Well, we don't tolerate that. But if you're somebody who has sinned, and need help out of a pit, we're there for you. We're there to help you out. That's what, that's what community is. And the thing about it is, now listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care how mature level you are at as a Christian. Someday you're going to need somebody to reach down and help you up. Because you're not perfect. Because sometimes, someday, you may be going well and you speak in tongues and you prophesy and you, you have words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and everybody looks at you as a leader. But there's going to be a day, maybe, and hopefully not, but probably will because none of us are perfect, that you slip. You're like David. You didn't go where the kings go. You went out on your, your porch one day. And you saw a pretty lady. And you fail. But we're going to be there. Hey, you went out of that pit? We're here for you. We're going to lift you out. See, that's where you and I need community. To have people to help you up when you fall. Because I'm sorry, you're not perfect. And no matter how long you've been a Christian... Pride can set in. And you can open yourself up to the enemy. And he can come in. And you can start following him. But we are here to help you not. To lift you out of that pot, that, 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 that hole. And get you onto a better place. Where you can become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Amen? See, that's what the church is all about. That's what believing in Jesus and belonging to family is all about. It's about, hey, I can't do this alone, and I know it. And I have a place that I'm a part of. I have a family I belong to. And none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. This church is not perfect. That doesn't mean we don't strive for perfection. We do. We strive for excellence. We strive to live like Jesus. But we're not perfect, but we are a family. In Galatians 5, 6, he says the only thing that counts is faith that is expressed 
through love. And we're going to be a church that expresses faith through love. And we're going to love people. Because that's what church is. Church is, is a place where community happens, where faith is encouraged and hope is given, where grace is preached and faith is, is, is lived out by love. And where family is found. And that's who we are. And that's how we, that's the second step of how we're going to bring people and help them to become fully devoted followers of Christ is that not only they, they receive Jesus and they, they are here on a Sunday, no, that they become part of a family that encourages them, that helps them, that corrects them, that helps them move forward in what God has called them to be. So important. So I want to encourage you. If you're not connected, get connected. If you just come on Sundays, it's not enough. Our heart is for you to be a disciple, not for you to fill a seat and to be a number. You have a name, you have a purpose, you're a part of a family. We can't make you. You must devote yourself. So be devoted to that. Be devoted to a family. Be a part of our small groups. Be a part of things that maybe Wednesday night classes when we have them. Bible college. Get started in something. Well, Sean, I don't, I don't have a lot of time. And I understand that we're real busy. Some of you work, you know, really, some of you work seven days a week. And it's just enough for you to get here on Sundays. Well, be a part of our helps ministry. Be a part of our, 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 our uh, ushers and our greeters. Be a part of something where you can start building community and building life together. Get involved in our Bible college. Be get involved in our school leaders, and I'll talk more about that next week. Be a part of a youth and children's ministry. Do something. Get on the worship team if you play an instrument and you sing very well. If you don't, stay, stay there. <laughs> if your mama says you can sing, that's great. But make sure everybody else says the same thing. <laughs> Talk to Kevin. He'll tell you. I'm glad I don't have Kevin's job because he does have to tell people. You know, it's, keep it in the shower. Anyway, um, <laughs> but do these things so you can be supported. So you can have community. You can be protected and receive and give love. Amen? That's our whole heart. This is one of, one of the things I love the most about the body of Christ. Is that I'm not a number. I'm family. And I love my family. And I'll go to bat for my family. And when my family screws up, they're still family. Right? We love our family. We don't judge our family. And we don't allow anybody to talk about our family, right? Amen? There's support, there's protection in it. So I want to challenge you. Be involved. Get involved in something here at Cornerstone Church. Because we want to be not only a family, we want to be disciples of God. And we want to be sent out. 
to do what he's called us to do. And we'll talk about more about that in the coming weeks. Because it's not just us sitting and receiving. It's also us giving and doing. Amen? Bow your heads, close your eyes.